Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to TempleofGeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Stacey, and with me as always, or as usual, or, you know, as sometimes when I'm here, is my <laughs> fellow Rebel co-host, uh, Amanda. So how are you? Welcome. Welcome me back. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. <clears throat> it's good to be back good to be back it's nice to listen to that um, part instead of do it i don't think i'm very good at it <laughs> <laughs> no I, I love that part um but uh, i have not played many games and i know we have a lot to talk about today but have uh what have you been up to um i just beat firewatch on xbox one it's a game that's a bit of you i think it's um yeah it is more of a walking sim than it is anything else. Um, right. Like, things happen to you, you don't really do much. Um, but the first 20 minutes of the game are, in my opinion, what the game should have been about instead of what it yeah. ended up being about. I mean, the big reveal was pretty lit, pretty much of a letdown. And um, the initial backstory is more interesting than the game itself, in my opinion. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I, I beat the game because uh, this group that I'm part of, Get Gaming Online, they have like a video game discussion about it. So I thought, oh, the, if they're willing to have a discussion about it, it's got to have some meat to it. And um, yeah. the first like few minutes tells you why you're, you've taken a part-time job as a guy who works for the parks department, like living in this tower and hanging out, watching for wildfires for a summer. And his backstory is more interesting than I think what actually happens. And his boss is awful and should be sued for sexual harassment. <laughs> like, Really? Yeah. It's really, I don't know. It's not the sort of story that I super enjoyed. I mean, I liked that you could tell her to do one. That was great. Um, but it was like incessant and um, they tried to like, I guess, force you into a relationship because <laughs> she's the only person that you talk to. But um, I don't know. I wasn't very moved by her as a character and there's some shenanigans that happens. And when you finally get to the bottom of what's going on, I was um, less than impressed, let's say, but it's a very quick game to beat. So I'd be interested to see what other people have to say. Um, but yeah, I wanted a game about the first 20 minutes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I've, I, I, bought a game i bought a trek to yomi which is a short independent game a shorter independent game that is very artistic uh where you play as a this is not really sort of cliche at this point i guess there's a lot of games like this where you play a a kind of a rogue samurai mm -hmm. that's on their way for revenge uh gameplay i haven't really gotten to i've seen some videos i haven't really got a chance to play it the only substantial 
I'm looking forward to it and I'll report back the next time. But uh, really the, the most substantial gaming stuff that I've, uh, uh, I guess, been involved in is the World of Warcraft reveal of the new expansion. So I really have just been reading about that, uh, trying to get up on, on, uh, the changes that they're going to make. And, and, uh, you know, I'm looking, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Um, Demon I probably, <laughs> I probably will be back. I probably will be back to playing Warcraft again. Um, I just, you know, you miss it and I've played it for a long time. It's, uh, this last expansion, uh, really did it for me if they were to continue in that route i'd have no problem not playing anymore ever again um and i think i had kind of isolated and we'll talk about it in the main topic today i think i figured out why it was what it what is what the thing was the disconnect in this expansion versus a lot of the other ones uh that that really kind of killed the game for a lot of people and started it on a downward spiral they really had uh to make some significant changes to save it and i don't know if this will do it but we'll see so. Right. Okay. Well, uh, it is the best day to talk about it because today we are doing the 30 best MMORPGs of all time. If there's anything that was going to get you out of your pseudo retirement, it definitely was going to be this. Um, it is going to fire me up. That's right. <laughs> there's a couple on here that that uh, I would I would I would play today actually mm. uh, if, if it were the case. So I was surprised but by yeah. how many of these I have played, which is is crazy considering how much of commitment MMOs actually are um, right. to, to time and schedule. But most of these are old games, and I was a younger human at the time, so <laughs> yeah. Different, just a different person. Exactly. Yeah, different priorities. Um, That's right. So, yeah, that is our main topic for today. And um, I would say that this list is created by a crowdsourcing website where other human beings vote these games up or down on the list. And that is probably why some of these are placed where they are. Um, they, they're more cult favorites than they are fan favorites, I think, especially when we get to number one and two, while I agree right. with it, perhaps it doesn't really reflect reality, I think. And, um, right. and um, right. I think some, yeah. some of the other ones on the list are a bit bizarre, but um, this list was pulled yesterday, the 12th of May. The ratings do change. In fact, um, use oh, the okay. same website for another list. I think it was the stealth games list and it had changed by the time that it came out. So this list is is accurate at the time that we pulled it. So that's why I put it in there. Um, they also, on Ranker, treat expansions as each expansion is a unique title that can get a ranking. So many titles will have multiple spots on this top 30 list. But the first time we get to it, we'll talk about it. And then we'll just touch on where it is in the list as we go on instead of stopping to have a full discussion about um, Final Fantasy every time it comes on the list. I don't think it's any surprise right. that it's going to be there. So, um, yes. So, um, we're going to start 30 and go down to one. You've played most of the ones that I haven't played, I'm fairly sure. So, I think, right. I think there's lots of things to talk about here. And if we haven't played it, I'll pull it up on my phone and we'll just have a quick look at what it is and, and see what we think. You ready to go? Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Killer. So the very first one is one of the ones I haven't played. It's Star Wars Galaxy's Jump to Light Speed, and it was released in 2004. This expansion uh, was released in 2004. Now, I've never played this one. Have you played it? I played Galaxies, and I guess that would put both of these in the same. Yeah. 
which Galaxy's a little higher up on the list. And so um, now I, this I played Galaxies after I started playing Warcraft. So uh, Warcraft was my first, my introduction, but I, I started to kind of venture off into some of these others because I had heard, you know, there were obviously uh, MMOs before Warcraft. There were MMOs before um, Star Wars Galaxies, but Galaxies seemed to be one of the first ones that really took Star Wars as a universe uh, seriously, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, the first Star Wars based one and the first one that really kind of took it seriously and took what you could do in the tabletop gaming and put it in, in a, you know, in a, in a, in an actual digital experience. And so, I mean, I think at this time when Galaxies came out or when this, this expansion came out, you still only, there was only so many people that could be Jedi. And so, you know, Jedi were really rare in the galaxy. And I guess they made a world that seemed really uh, believable, livable. You could be a shop owner and, and just like that was your job was to run the shop on a planet, you know? And so I think they had some really quaint, really kind of cool ideas that they played with in that, that made it a really living, breathing world. And there was a loyal cult following for galaxies. And so, although I didn't get into it to a high level, uh, I did play it. I think this is probably a good spot for it towards the bottom of the list. I think I could see galaxies being a little bit higher for somebody like me, who's a big star Wars fan. It's not my favorite star Wars MMO, but I thought it was a good, uh, I thought, I thought it was really cool in how they treated just your NPCs or what you would typically see as an NPC is the actual role that you could play. And so there was so much more freedom in what you could do. And they made Jedi's seem really mysterious. And so they did, they did a good job with that. But uh, I think it was a good introduction to star Wars for some people, a uh, lot of flexibility, but probably in the right spot on this list. Yeah, no, I, I, this is the star Wars MMO that I haven't played, although I have played one, um, but it is higher up on the list. The one that I've played. Um, it looks interesting right. to me, but yeah, no, I, I never played this one, so I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> it definitely is dated. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see it, and if you go back and look at some of the screens, it's yeah, it, it's dated for sure. That's fair enough. Uh, didn't didn't stand up well, or hold up well test of time. So, um, the next one, number twenty nine, I'm totally relying on you because I've never played any of these. This is Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen, if I'm doing my math right. Yeah. A realm reborn. Now we're not using Roman numerals for the Super Bowl in this instance, but same thing. Right. <laughs> same same principle. Same principle. Right. So Final Fantasy fourteen. Does it deserve to be twenty nine? Is this a real MMO? It is a real MMO, um, and I haven't played it either. Hmm. Uh, but it is. I believe Final Fantasy fourteen is the. That's the MMO that's still currently going, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Right. So I've looked it up. It says that it came out in 2013. It's cross-platform. So PS4, PS5, Xbox One, PS3, and Mac OS and PC. So it looks like it's across all the platforms, sort of how um, Elder Scrolls Online is cross-platform. And I would imagine fairly successfully so, because they did a decent job of that. Um yeah, ratings-wise, 4.4 out of 5 on Amazon, 86% of Google users like the game, but I imagine that it has much of a cult following. I don't think that Final Fantasy can really do wrong in the eyes of the fans. And if you're not a fan, I don't think you're picking up now, 15 years later, right. 20 years later. Right. You know? I, I think someone like me who has a, a lot of experience and was a big fan of Final Fantasy as a series, uh, 
would be more open to just starting and jumping into something like this. I considered it when I walked away from World of Warcraft that I was going to try it out, just see, because I'd heard good things about it. Um, The art style is a little different than what what I'm used to in Final Fantasy, at least in the games that I was most fond of, especially really the first nine iterations of it. I think 10 and on are all kind of the same art style, you know, more humanoid, less fantasy. Um, and so, um, and that's, even though I think they've, <laughs> they've gone into the realm with, I think most of the characters are some hybrid animal, uh, but not like a real animal. Oh, wow. They look like they've got rabbit ears okay. and I don't know. Anyway, it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's, it's recognizable in name to me only as a final fantasy. It, it really hasn't piqued my interest enough to jump into it, but, um, uh, you know, I could definitely see how it would be higher up on the list for fans who are, you know, definitely big uh, Final Fantasy followers. Uh, but for me, it's always been a, a miss. So. Excellent. Well, um, yeah. it, it is a recent game. It looks like people are still playing it. So if it is right. of interest, then it looks like there's a fan base ready ready to go if you want to play it. And that's important because a lot of these, lot of these uh, there's dead. nobody Sometimes in those lobbies. Totally the servers yeah. are off. Like the next one that we're going to talk about, which is... Uh, yeah. Number twenty-eight, City of Villains. Um, now this sad is, day for you. This is the this is the MMO that I spent my life playing when I was younger. Um, <laughs> so number twenty-eight is City of Villains. Number twenty-two is City of Heroes. And then when we get higher, we'll talk about it more. But City of Heroes, City of Villains. So City of Heroes came out first. Then City of Villains came out. And I th- I think City of Villains is in the right place i mean they were the same game they were opposite sides of the same coin it was just like horde versus alliance so right you know having it listed multiple times is is of course weird and i think when we get to wow which of course is on this list it's listed so many times i don't even know what to say um right but city of villains the villain side was always weaker than the hero side and i think that's why it deserves to be where it is however there were a lot of great things about the villain side that, that didn't exist on the hero side. I did start playing the hero side first. I think I started playing it in 2005, perhaps. And then I didn't stop playing City of Villains until 2010. Um, so I played it for a good chunk of time. I spent a lot of money on it. Um, I had the number five guild on the server I was on. I was on the villain side, which is quite an accomplishment because all the other big guilds were all hero guilds. And took it really seriously, got to know the development community management team, like hosted events and all sorts, like really done too much. It was a very great game. And I think for the other games at the time, it had an art style that was completely unique and lended itself to oftentimes better graphics than what was going on at the same time for um, other games like World of Warcraft. So I think that's the one thing that has going for it is it was much more beautiful. If you had a computer that could run it, it was stunning um, for a long right. time. It was probably the best looking game, major game out there. Um, that being said, uh, I'm really not sure why you would bother to put City of Villains in the top 30 at all because it was it was such an inferior group to play like the classes and everything just weren't balanced in comparison they were very very weak um when you were fighting other heroes so it's it's interesting that it's on this list i was surprised and delighted to see it on the list but um it really was the unbalanced side of the game i think save heroes is the more balanced side of the game but we will get there 
Um, number 27, I didn't play this, but my college roommate did. Neverwinter, did you play it? I did not. Another Dungeons and Dragons, right? Um, Neverwinter, isn't that the earliest Elder Scrolls? Am I misremembering? It, you may be. That may be correct. Um, so I'm just going to pull it up really quickly. Neverwinter is uh, also by Cryptic Studios, which was... Oh, no, it is the Dungeons and Dragons one. Oh, I have played it. I lied. I have played it. <laughs> um, so this was the MMO that was available on the Xbox One, the PlayStation, and on the PC. And I played it on Xbox One. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I have to say, though, it really wanted you to spend money. Because um, it was a free-to-play yeah. one, and it was so grindy, so grindy. I think I gave up with it about maybe halfway through the main character, like, you know, your main character's story. Because I, it just kept wanting you to buy keys for chests so that you could actually get some good stuff and not get ganked all the time by the enemies. Um, I don't think it was bad. Yeah, I don't think it was bad. No, no, I lied. I was thinking of what was I thinking of the original like um Elder Scrolls Online sort of similar vibe. Right. Um, but but anyway, um, Neverwinter. Yeah, no, I have played it. It was fine. It's a free to play, so it's basically a pay to play. That's the only downside. If you if there's nothing else going on though, it is enjoyable. Like the quests were well thought out. The world was pretty well developed. I didn't hate it. So. 27, I think that's fair. I did not enjoy it more than City of Villains, though. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So City of Villains could be much higher on this list. And I would, it was one that I definitely wanted to play, City of Villains. Yeah. Neverwinter. I was a big fan of Baldur's Gate. Yeah. And so Baldur's Gate's, you know, in the same universe, really. Yeah. Maybe not the same world, but the same universe. And so I understood the rules. I never did get into it. And I was always wary of free-to-play anything yeah. anyway. And so, yeah, just just never really appealed to me. At, at least not at the time I was into MMOs at first. Well, I'm just so surprised to see uh, Dark Age of Camelot outrank city of villains um because it looks like doo-doo and it came out just a year or two before it came out in 2001 and it looks yeah. awful it's pc only it looks blocky right. and gross it looks very runescapey <laughs> um which is the next one on the list so dark age of camelot right. it's a 3d mmorpg for the pc from 2001 by um mythic and ea it looks trash i I'm sure that people love to play it. The castle design is kind of cool, but I think other games that were already around at this time looked much better. That's that's right. what I'm going to I would agree. I think the thing about, uh, and I'm actually kind of surprised that this game is so far down the list, but maybe it's because I look at it from a through the lens of nostalgia more than I do from anything else, like of it actually being a good game. Yeah. Because there were so many people that I knew that had gotten into World of Warcraft or had left EverQuest or any of these other ones for Dark Age of Camelot. Or Dark Age of Camelot is where they came from to play World of Warcraft. And so it kind of was like the and the the genetic makeup was kind of like at the was the where everything else spawned off of, right. I guess, in a way. Dark Age was like the one of the first really big ones after EverQuest. And so I would have thought it would have been higher on list. I never played it either. 
Uh, but I do remember a, a lot of my guildies. Franchises that. Yeah, I think it really was. It ended up being a feeder for other franchises. It's so. just so um, interesting because it came out the same exact, I think same exact year as RuneScape, which was, in my opinion, way more popular. Like RuneScape was genre defining. I don't know why people are so crazy about the game. It wasn't for me. I didn't start becoming interested in fantasy games until much later. I was only interested yeah. in comic book games, like some things that aren't even on this list that I'll mention later, but like fantasy games, I did not want to have anything to do with. And um, I don't know why I couldn't tell you why, but it's just where my interests were at the time. Um, So RuneScape is number 25. Like this was people got, this was where people first properly got addicted. If I, you know, like where we started like all the backlash and people talking about RuneScape and EverQuest as like, the killer of society. Yeah. I remember many of my friends calling it Evercrack. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And Everquest came out like two years before it. But I think like if you didn't get into Everquest, like RuneScape, you did get into. It was sort of like one or the other. They came out really, really close together. And if you didn't jump on the Everquest, then RuneScape got you. Like that's how I sort of feel like it was at the time. Like this was a two-year period, maybe three-year period, where these games dominated. Like, Right. I don't know why I didn't play them. I'm really sorry. And people, I'm sure, will tell us in the comments, did you play RuneScape? I'm I it looks like a much better game like the I'm sure it's been graphically overhauled at some point but uh RuneScape looks looks much better mm. like it looks like a game that I would play now yeah um so although I never had you know, <laughs> fair never enough played. listen so. I won't comment on it I just know that it took the world by storm so there must have been something going on there and if I had picked it up I'm sure I'd be obsessed with it um, so right. number 24 is the original of number 30. It's the Star Wars Galaxy, the first release. And this is what you yes. played um, and, and you love the world. Right. I like the way the world sounds, so I'm, I'm all about this. Um, the next one I have only heard of, and I have never played it, Asheron's Call. It's the 1999, came out the same time as EverQuest. And it looks right. like, I'm not going to lie, it looks like Microsoft Paint. I don't want to be that guy, but like, <laughs> it looks like Microsoft Paint. I don't, my eyes, I think now for graphics are just too refined. Um, it was a MMORPG for the PC, for Windows. Um, and it was developed by Turbine and published as a Microsoft title until 2004. Have you ever played it? Asheron's Call. I haven't. I'm looking at pictures and... It does remind me, it, it looks a little bit like uh, EverQuest. It looks a little bit like Ultima on, online. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can definitely tell the period when it came out that it, it never really got the the update. Uh, I don't know that it was around long enough for that. But um, yeah, I never played this. It, it, it looks interesting. I'm sure for the time it was, you know, top level. Yeah. But I just think it's so crazy. So like all these games, RuneScape, Asheron's Call uh star wars galaxies some of those other ones they're all coming out in the late 90s very early 2000s and then the next one on the list city of heroes only comes out 2004 that is not that much later and the graphics are night and day like it's so crazy to me even the original release graphics were so good in comparison it's just unbelievable now i will say comic book style is a lot easier than realism so i feel like they Sort right. of had it going for them, but like, wow, it really, really looked different. So, City of Heroes takes 22. 
Um, Ashram's call, I haven't played, you haven't played, so we'll just leave that there. Um, right. Number 21, Eve Online. Did you play this? I Now, Eve Online's the one in space, right, with the spaceships? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not played it. Um, it. It didn't appeal to me because there seemed to be so uh, such a huge emphasis on uh, resource management and like literally on your finances. Mm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I mean that was a major part of it, and and that may have been a major draw to it was was some of the things that you were able to do create you know with the economy. Yeah. Um, but no, all as much as I like. <laughs> spaceships and space uh, or sci- science fiction it just never really did appeal to me and i had always heard these horror stories of just guilds being able to maybe kind of commandeer an entire server or one person being in charge of ultimately the economy and then running off with all the money you know and so some of the best most controversial stories have come from eve online, eve yeah. online but i yeah i don't have any uh personal experience with it though yeah well, it's um, it's uh, free to play now. So if you wanted to play it, like it's still the biggest, the biggest MMO in the world. Like for this, is it? Yeah. So well, according to their listing on Google, it is uh, the the largest virtual universe in the world and the fastest growing massively multiplayer online game of the genre. It's very important three words there of the genre of the genre yeah and, and right. listen i believe it i don't think i played eve online i think i played another space mmo that came out probably in like 2006 or 7 whose name i can't remember eve online probably would have been something i would have gotten into um but once again it when it came out which was um 2003 um i was not yet into mmos and when i did get into mmos two years later it was city of heroes so i don't think it was going to be something i was going to play but it looks cool and people can spend their lives on that um the next one yeah. i've never even heard of i mean eve online of course i've heard of wizard 101 like i looked at it i i, I pulled it up to see i mean you you can pick you can design your character i guess it's maybe a free to play um so and and it may even be browser based it's from 2008 and it looks like a doo-doo no this is a no (laughs) how dare this how how dare dare this this? it was shut down um in 2015 um and then re-released again in 2018 on steam and yeah it is it is free but jesus it looks awful like just the graphics are so so terrible just to know like yeah. what we were what we were doing in city of heroes and what things look like like this is awful and, yeah. and also and what so was going high. on in in world of warcraft like why even bother with this this is trash it looks right. insane like i just imagine this has to be a an extremely casual experience i'm not i'm not gonna click anymore because i don't want anything else on my computer <laughs> from this game but it just it looks like a, a a much more casual experience and and i could be wrong but like i don't pick your random name and your no i hate this it's gonna be a no for me i'm sure it has a lot of fans particularly i imagine in china from the general 
contender of this game, but it's not for me. But number 19, Bloody is Star Wars. So they're all just wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. They're just yeah, wrong. No. They're just Done. Wrong. Number 19, okay. Star Wars The Old Republic. An actual good game. Like An actual good like, game, I, which I believe belongs higher on this list. And just in my opinion, I am absolutely biased. Yeah, listen, I, I was very excited high. about the promise of this game. When I actually played it, it didn't live up to it for me. But I feel like I played it at the wrong time. I feel like I played it far too late. I think you needed to be there right on day one in order to you did. get the feel of it. And the, when I went and the, there, it was dead. There was no one there. That's why. And that's the biggest issue is that the only way that the world even seemed lived in was if you were playing with other people, because you go to all these different planets and you can, you, you know, you, you get these quests that re require you to have multiple people in your party and you can always bring a party member, but you'll need somebody else with you a lot of times. So uh, it would take you and a and a partner and both of your companions to to get and solve a lot of the issues that you had to in the game. And so later on, when population died down and they had to combine some of the servers, you just still couldn't find enough people on a given planet to do all of the things you needed to do. Uh, and so there were quest lines you couldn't complete. There was just a lot of stuff that that went that was left undone. Um, but in terms of the concept, I mean, they just recently added, I mean, I know they've just added a, or just did a, an expansion. I know they added, uh, they added player housing mm -hmm. so you could, you know, you have a, your place and you can <laughs> decorate it however you want to, so we like. uh, if that's something that you're, you know, ultimately interested in, it's never been, even in something like Skyrim, I, I just never really cared about stuff like that, but, um, but still, I know a lot of people do, and you had that option. But what was really cool about this, and and it and unfortunately, it kind of took a page from Galaxies and went in a different direction, is it allowed everybody to be Jedi. It, you know, you weren't special anymore if you were Jedi or if you were Sith. But what I thought was really cool, and this is what my my particular angle, I always chose to be a bounty hunter or a... a uh, an officer like in the in the an imperial officer or like basically like a, a secret agent or a scoundrel which is essentially just you know han solo or han solo so uh those were always much more interesting to me because they were grounded in reality yeah. you know you're not dealing with superpowers i i definitely was going to win but you had to use you know alternative means and bounty hunters were always really cool and you could be a part of the bounty hunters guild which for any Star Wars fan, you know, you know a little bit more about that as well. So, I thought this was a was a really good game. I've jumped back into it because now it's free to play again up to I think level twenty. Yeah. Um, you can you can play it for free, and so uh, you know, I'm glad that it's still up and running. It still has a lot to offer. The story is really interesting. The characters, there's there's it's it's the best that I think that they could do with the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, with that with that game franchise and expand it into an MMO. I wish they would have just given us Knights of the Old Republic 3. But, you know, we got yeah. Star Wars the Old Republic and it's it's uh, you know, it's a serviceable alternative at the very least. I th I think it still belongs probably in the top 10 for me, but Yeah, I think listen, it was a good experience, but when I played it it was pretty barren, but I liked the character design. Yeah. I thought the models were pretty good, like, you know, it was Yeah. You could Voice acting more. was great. Yeah. Voice acting was great. Some of the choices and moral choices that you had, you did it, a lot of those uh RPG elements were present that aren't really present in a lot of MMOs where you're basically just fetch quests, 
submit things, you know, uh, you know, puzzles on occasion and, and then bosses. So this was this was more of a of an RPG experience in an MMO world, I guess. And uh, I really appreciated that because I'm a big fan of RPGs, too. So um, but unfortunately, like you said, when it's nobody's present, it's really it's hard to see the MMO aspect of a game when nobody's even logged in. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, I think it deserves to be on this list. I, I would say because of how quickly it died, probably not much higher. That's my opinion. But I think it's good that it's in the top. I think it was a very good game at the time. If you played it within the first two years of it coming out, I think it was probably the peak time for that one. All right. So um, number 18 is uh, EverQuest 2. Um, and bizarrely, EverQuest 2 is lower than the first EverQuest, but um, coming out in 2004, EverQuest 2 was very, very popular, like extremely popular. I think people were either playing this or WoW at the time, but EverQuest right. 1, I really feel was not as popular as EverQuest 2. It was popular, but EverQuest 2, like people really got into it they would leave world of warcraft to go and play that or vice versa i you know like right. i remember it was a big huge deal my high school boyfriend at the time was obsessed with this game um so i don't know if i would put um everquest 2 at 18 and everquest the original at 16 i probably swap that but i think they're sort of in the right ish place I think they're in the right place. If you were going by their impact on on gaming and the MMO world, I mean, they I think they'd be higher. Mm. But I agree as a game uh, that they did a lot of things well, but there were you know many games that did it a lot better. Mm. So, and it still it doesn't look very good. No, it but really again, that's not, hindsight. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, number 17, yeah, so wedged right. in between both of the EverQuests. Now I have played this, and you can still play it on console and PC is um dc universe online um wow what a star wars what a what a city of villains rip off and not even doing a good job of it i actually found it too confusing to play that's quite embarrassing but um like i just don't think that the early stages are very well geared to get you into the experience and get you excited about it i mean it was quite baffling where i was supposed to go next and like what i was supposed to be doing and some of the baddies along the way even very early are very overpowered the costume design is not as good as city of heroes bizarrely enough um because there was like less options available some of them were even gated behind a paywall if i remember correctly i don't know it probably it didn't um it wasn't as good i played it very recently i played it in the last two years as well so like just comparing it now to the experience i remember of city of heroes and i'm not glorifying city of Heroes. like city of villains was a worse game and the characters were unbalanced but I was just that underdog. I was just trucking away. I didn't give a shit. I loved it so much and the community and everything about it. DC Universe Online feels like a very sterilized version of that experience. Like they tried to copy a winning formula, but there was no love behind it. That's my... Right. Well, and I think, I wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that City of Heroes and Villains, you don't have access to anything. So you have to be more creative. And so in that respect... You're forced to be, you know, more ingenuitive. Uh, you, do, you, you can't rely on everything that's been thought of already. You've got to think of alternatives and ways to do the same thing just differently where you're not infringing on anybody else's 
intellectual property. So it looks on paper like the type of game I would love. Like I would love to play a game like this, just like City of Heroes. I mean, those those were games that I did want to play. I just never ended up getting into them. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm looking at 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 a at, at some of the options and what you can do in this game, and and uh, it's a whole lot of pictures of things and nothing about the gameplay, nothing about you know. It's like they're not really showing me anything other than artistic. Renditions well, all and, and I, different, all I remember, and, and like, feel free anybody in the comments to disagree, but all I remember about the very first mission that you do is like you're a junior superhero and you're sent to like do something, and you end up coming across a bigger bad guy than you thought. So then Superman and I think Wonder Woman have to like step in and save you. And for me, that's the opposite of what I want when I'm playing a game. I'm the hero. I'm the big bad. Like. And and it didn't endear me to the character to be like, oh, cheer up, little kid. Like you'll you'll get up there someday. I didn't like that actually. Like that sort of put me <laughs> off. Um, I kind of want to be awesome yeah. from the beginning because that's that's the fantasy. That's why I play the game. Like I'm not here to be second fiddle to Superman. But you know, right. obviously they have these big heroes that people like, and I'm sure some people are into it. I just don't care. So. Um, it wasn't. Well, you can be death metal Batman right yeah, now. Yeah, it wasn't. So <laughs> something <No>. in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. So sixteen, as we mentioned, is EverQuest. I didn't play it, but it was a huge deal. It definitely deserves beer, probably even higher. Um, Ultima Online. I didn't play this. It looks like um, absolute doo doo, but that's because it's super old. It's from nineteen ninety seven. It's the oldest game on this list. So I believe far. it's the first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and it is from Origin Systems. It was developed by EA and Mythic Entertainment. Um, and it is, of course, for PC. Um, yeah, listen, it looks bad, but it came out like a super long time ago. And right. I am certain that this is what everyone was obsessed about. I was too young to play games at right. this point. So I wasn't going to be playing this. Um, and it says that it still costs money. So if you want to pay it now, it's $13 a month. <laughs> I can't. It looks bad. No, come on, EA. Come on. Um, yeah. For nostalgia reasons only, I can see. Listen, it's a fantasy game. It wasn't my thing at the time. I'm, I know it was huge. I know it was important. But I would say maybe not as important as EverQuest and RuneScape. Like, this is when people really got into it. In 97, it was still too early. So while it was a trailblazer, I don't think it was ever as popular as any of those titles. I'm going to stand by that. <laughs> you're probably right. I mean, honestly, you're probably right. I, I do think... As, as in terms of again, its impact on the future of MMOs, it, it probably is high up on the list, just because it was one of the one of the first, and and uh, it's got some really interesting like quirks that are specific to it. I can't remember, uh, sir. What what's the guy's name that that created it? Uh, oh man, we'll find you're, out. You're you're racking the edge of my brain of what I know about. <laughs> Of Ultima Online. It is uh, Sir Richard Garriott is his name. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. So anybody that 
you know, for those that know uh, Ultima and Ultima Online, Sir Richard Garriott's the one that created it. So, uh, and he's kind of an eccentric individual. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, more to it, and that that's probably more info info than most people <laughs> want about Ultima Online. It's still, it is a game, and it does exist. Yay! And, uh, yay! <laughs> uh, well, number fourteen. I didn't play this one, but I played the second one. But it's um, Guild Wars. It came out by NCSoft, the same people that made Sea of Heroes. I think that's why it looks so good. Like it really yeah. looks good. I don't know what it is about NCSoft and Sea of Heroes, but at this time, uh, NCSoft and Cryptic Studios and this sort of like general production team but they were really putting out really beautiful games it won so many awards for being gorgeous and it really is but i didn't play this one i played the second one and so i don't really have much to say did you play this one i didn't play guild Wars, okay no. so when we get to the second one i'll talk more about it but this one i didn't play because i really want to get to number 13 the elder scrolls online now i played the shit out of some elder scrolls online yeah yeah, and I was in. I think I was in the beta for this. Mm. So, and a lot of us probably were. I mean, if if uh, at this time when this came out, I think it was kind of right in the middle of the heyday of Warcraft, where Warcraft was really the big thing. Mm. I mean, it still is effectively, but uh, there were a lot of games that came out about that time. Uh, there was one that came out called Wildstar. Did you ever yeah. hear of that one? Mm-hmm. It was an online. It was a MMO. Uh, that I was in on the beta for that one as well, which was really cool. It was fan- fantasy based. If you look up Wildstar, it had a really tragic past. Like it, it ended up uh, collapsing and and under its own weight, I guess. But uh, another good game. But it came out about the same time. It didn't have the backing because it was trying to come from uh, a brand new IP from an established developer. But it just was a new IP, and that's sometimes hard to sell if it doesn't catch on, especially in an MMO. And and a in a climate where there were just so many other options. Yeah. But I mean, Elder Scrolls came with a pedigree. Yeah. Know, so see Elder Scrolls, I'm gonna say something quite controversial. Elder Scrolls Online is a bad game. Um <laughs> it, like it, it actually is, but we are so beaten by Elder Scrolls the world and the lore and the nostalgia and the, that we took this, let's be honest, broken piece of crap. And we played the crap out right. of it. Like, listen, this game yeah. is not good. It's super buggy. The graphics comparatively for the time are awful. Do you know, like, right. they're just they're just trying to repackage um, Skyrim and give it to you again. Like, it's not it's not nice um to look at uh the world events are formulaic and um you can just sit there and farm like this came out in 2014 2014 and it looks terrible like yeah compared to what else was out there in 2014 like this game looked really bad but everyone yeah. loves Elder Scrolls, so we all bought it and we played it. And, you know, like I only ever played it when I was free. I'll say that right now. I've leveled up to, I don't know, 35 or something. And I've only ever played it while it's free. So take that. But, I mean, it's a bad game. The I think the one biggest thing that doesn't work is everyone is outside doing different quests. And it affects the way that the world looks for you. But you haven't gotten to that part of the story. So it's fucking baffling why these things are there i think that is the thing that really didn't work because in other 
in other games, when you go somewhere to do something and it infects the environment, you'll go into a private instance, basically. So City of Heroes, you'd go into a building and inside that building would load whatever mission you were doing. And then it wouldn't be for everyone else because it's insane if you're not on that part of the story and you're like, why is this on fire? Like, why is that guy there? Why are you <laughs> shooting him? Like, do you know, like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Elder Scrolls Online is a bad game. It deserves to be on this list because people love it despite it being bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, and I agree. Uh, but I think it, Bethesda's the developer, yeah. right? And so they're known for leaving, you know, tremendous amount of bugs that end up being quirks <laughs> and just charm for the for the game whether it be fallout mm. or elder scrolls or skyrim or you know any of these that they're like art uh, style the it like their graphical ability has not caught up with the times i'm gonna say this right now bethesda has got to figure out how to make good graphics they are 10 years behind everyone else i feel like they've always been behind if you go back and you play some of the like morrowind mm. It looks like trash. Like, it is awful. Yeah. Like, Maybe they're just trying to make I, such big games. They take such a long time that by the time they actually come out, they just look trash. I don't I don't know. Listen, we're, we don't have tons of time, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave my thoughts there. But I'm very passionate about Elder Scrolls right. being a bad game. <laughs> um, number 12, yeah. Final Fantasy 11. Never played it, obviously. Never played it. It does look a lot more like the spirit of of all the other uh, Final Fantasy games, but but I didn't play it. And apparently, this one was much more short lived. Right. Is that right? I I have no idea. It is. I don't think you can play it anymore. Right. So yeah, it's been shut down. Excellent. I mean, so is City of Heroes. So that yeah. listen, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. It happens. Yeah. That's. I mean, it happens. It happens. Yeah. You shut down the servers. It just happens. All right. We've got to it. Number eleven is the first instance of World of Warcraft, and pretty much the rest of this list as well. So, <laughs> so like, wow, I played it. You played it. It's the best MMO. I don't even think there's like a. It can't hold a candle. It only got better over time, in my opinion. Like, right. while they didn't always innovate, and I think people did get tired of it, like yourself. Like it did constantly build. Now I started playing at Cataclysm. That's when I started playing. Um, that's why yeah. I am very obsessed with it. But number 11 is Mist of Pandaria, an expansion I did play right when it came out. It was very good. The dragons were amazing. People were obsessed with them. Getting the eggs, people were obsessed with them. I think like one thing that Blizzard has always done good is create new experiences for people to get obsessed about. But I would say World of Warcraft is the reason why we have gaming addictions like and like why that yeah. happened, you know. Because um, World of Warcraft was a you-can't-put-it-down experience. But you played since vanilla. I did. So I'm sure I you love have it. a lot more to say than I. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, just I agree uh, in it with everything that you said. I started in vanilla. I didn't really get into it until the Burning Crusade. And so that was when my uh, you know, my current main or the one that I would be playing if I was playing, which is a Draenei Shaman, uh came out. So, you know, I kind of got to experience the blood elf and the Draenei. Uh, that was the first time they re they, that they introduced a new race, uh, to the game. And, and, uh, it was just, and it was, that was my first MMO. Like I had never played an MMO before that. I always thought they were, that was not my type of game. You know, a lot of other people were into that. And I was like, ah, I'm not really into it, <laughs> but my gateway, my gateway drug was, uh, the RTS. So I really was into RTSs and, uh, and Warcraft was my favorite RTS. So uh, I was like, man, 
I really like all these characters. The fact that I could play characters that interact with these that I had spent, you know, almost 10, over 10 years of my life playing already. I was like, man, okay, I'll try that out. And, and I did, and I loved it. And ever since then, you know, I've looked for other ways to do it, but nothing has really matched what you were able to do. The world that they built, the, that they had built, uh, I, did, I have not played another game that was similar, that had a what felt like a living, breathing world, you know, like that. Um, I think that where they have gone astray or where they've kind of gone sideways is when you get too many hands in the cookie jar on any of these games. And we've talked about this in other episodes where you've got, we're making money, but how do we make all the money? <laughs> all of the money you all know, of the time. I, I want to make all of the money all the time. And so let's figure out ways to sell them these add-ons or these new skins or whatever. And we're just going to nickel and dime. And the people who are making the game are kind of, they're, they're shoehorning things in that they don't want. You know, the developers don't want that. The people it's the, it's somebody else that's pulling the strings and funding the projects. It's wanting them to put this stuff into the game that just doesn't fit. And you felt it in this last expansion. What made, what, like I said, what made World of Warcraft so wonderful is that it was a world. Mm -hmm. Like I could go anywhere in that world and I could, you know, and I could just farm stuff or I could go be doing this. I don't have to even be involved in any particular quest line. I can just be working on a profession. And they made all of that feel like it. I love fishing, man. I, you catch me fishing, fishing all the time. It's it's so it's freaking zen, yeah. man. You know, fishing. A lot of those are just like they're really they they were really kind of cathartic experiences where I could just plug in. I could do this for an hour or two. They they made it now to where you had you had to be logged in almost every single day for progression purposes. And in the latest expansion, they took you away from the world. So you're in the Shadowlands mm. and the Shadowlands is like the, the afterlife really in Warcraft. And so you're not, you're not in Stormwind. You're not in Ogrimmar. When you choose the covenant, you're in that covenant and that's what you're doing. You know, you can't just freely go from place to place. You have to go to a very centralized location to take a flight path across the netherworld to another area where people are, in the afterlife, it just it felt very disconnected from the world and everything that made World of Warcraft what it was, which was this cohesive, interconnected, this actual living world, you know. And so uh, I think that it just got away from what what made the game as good as it was. I still think it's a good game. I still think it has a lot of merit. But and that's what they're I, I think getting back to is. Azeroth. The areas that you're used to, professions being worth something, the, you know, just the entire leveling experience being enjoyable, not being a grind necessarily, or or at least when you're logged in and you're doing it, that it's enjoyable. And if I only have a couple hours, then you can get two hours of, of time well spent instead of feeling like I have to log in mm. or, you know, I'm going to miss out. I'm not going to get what I need yeah. and I'm going to be behind everybody else. You know, hopefully they're moving away from that. But still, uh, in, again, in my opinion, one of the best games, uh, if not the best game I've ever played, my favorite all time. So, Well, listen, I mean, it was very good. Uh, it, obviously, City of Heroes is my favorite, but um, I played World of Warcraft for quite several years. I really enjoyed it. It was a good game. like, And I can see why people really got into it, you know, and it, it created yeah. whole economies of gold farmers and things like that, you know, like it really. Oh, it's created a number of professions. <laughs> That are real things now. So. Crazy. All right. So um, 
We will hit it again, I'm sure, but that's the general overview. Number 10 is the uh, Final Fantasy uh, 14. It's the original game from the number 29 entry, The Realm Reborn, so we've already talked about. Number 9 is Project Gorgon. It is a 2018 fantasy MMORPG that I missed that looks like Elder Scrolls? that has maybe a better elder scrolls it looks a little bit better i mean maybe the textures seem a bit wonkity donkity um i don't love it um i'll just read the steam um uh short it says it's an immersive experience that allows you to forge your own path through exploration and discovery they don't guide you through a world on rails as a result there are many hidden secrets waiting for discovery published by Elder Game LLC. It's an indie title, and it must be beloved to be higher than uh, Final Fantasy on this list. Yeah. Higher than every instance of Final Fantasy. I just think that's so crazy. Um, once again, this is a fan-voted list, so I just think like maybe this has a cult following, because on MMORPG.com it only has 6.8 out of 10. Like That isn't particularly good right um rankings wise but maybe it has a very cult following i haven't played it have you played it i have not okay. no i'm in fact before i read this i'd never even heard neither of it. have i so let's move on to something we have heard number eight lord of the rings online now i'm yeah. you had to have played this i didn't play this i did okay. yeah i did uh but again i i got in on the beta and i am not a game tester so um, for me to go through, you're not getting a whole lot of, that may be why I wasn't in a whole lot of betas because I wasn't very helpful. Sure. Um, you know, I was in, in a few or in a handful of them, but, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed like most games. I mean, they, they get you, I even enjoyed, uh, oh, what's the, what's the new, uh, get good game that's out, uh, Elden Ring. Oh, Elden Ring. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed character creation in Elden Ring and then immediately got bored about 20 minutes into playing. Yeah. So it's so like, bizarre that that isn't uh, on this list. I thought that would have been dumped on this list and upvoted to smithereens. Yeah. People are obsessed with that game right now. It's, and it's a great game. Uh, it's just not my type of game, you know, and I've, I've officially accepted that about myself. It's just <laughs> not for me. So, you know, and Lord of the Rings was, I thought Lord of the Rings to me was a lot like Elder Scrolls online. So there was, there's a lot of overlap or if in the Venn diagram, there was some, there was some overlap there and, in, in uh, you know, creating your character, some of the races are similar and stuff. So the, the environments were similar yeah. uh, or close I enough. I mean, Lord that of the I was Rings like, Online came out in 2007 and Elder Scrolls Online came two out of 14 and yeah, they do look similar. So that just tells you Elder Scrolls Online was so behind. <laughs> oh, just exactly. And I don't think that they upgraded any of that. So I, I did, uh, I did try it. I did, I did, uh, I mean, I enjoyed it at the, at the time, but man, that was right in, to me, I think that was right when Burning Crusade was, you're going through the final raids in 2007 and then you're going into the next expansion after that. So yeah. And which was the Wrath of the Lich King, which was the best expansion that they had, yeah. I believe. So. Well, you can, um, you can still play Lord of the Rings Online. It's free to play now. So if you are interested, but I think there are maybe better MMORPGs going that are more right. frequently updated. Like so. some of those more on that. Um, so number seven, I didn't play this because I played DC universe online and save heroes, Marvel heroes. Did you play this? No. And, but I think I didn't play it because you can't really, 
Can you create your own hero in this one? I don't think you can. Can you? Uh, I think you I, pick. I have no. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it from the screenshots. Uh, Marvel Heroes is a free-to-play massively multiplayer online role-playing game developed by Gazillion Entertainment and Secretly Identity Studios in 2013, so one year before Elder Scrolls Online, for the PS4, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and Mac OS. It looks okay from the... And it shut down. Yeah, it was shut down in 2017. Wow. People really didn't like that then. Jeez. Yeah. It got good audience ratings. It, it appears... Uh, Wow. Side quest. So I mean, it it, it uh, the comments seem to be really positive about it. I don't think you got to create your own character. I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't like it. One of the things that drew me to City of Heroes and maybe pushed me away from this. Yeah. Was uh, you know you can't create your own, and so that was you know then it, you have less agency, I guess. So never really appeared appealed to me as much as I love Marvel. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, I think probably if that was the case, then that would be definitely why I didn't do it. Um. Also, at the time, I had moved countries and other things were going on in my life, so I wasn't looking for an MMO. Um, then, no. <laughs> so that's number seven, and I'm sure it probably deserves to be there. Marvel people are very obsessed with Marvel, so I get it. Um, number six, right. five, and four are all World of Warcraft, starting with number six, Cataclysm, number five, Burning Crusade, number four, Wrath of the Lich King. And I think you would say, yeah, Wrath of the Lich King is the best expansion for sure. Absolutely. I would drop Cataclysm down, though. I'd put Pan Mists of Pandaria up. No, Cataclysm, Cataclysm was so is. good. That raid was so good, man. Catac the raid was good. I just thought Mists of Pandaria was such a good... That was the first time they really changed your how your experience... Like, they guided your experience through Pandaria. Mm -hmm. So it was the first time you were kind of led from one place to the other with a quest chain that seemed very organic, I guess. Yeah. Instead of you just here, go to this next city. Along the way, there was you had you were led by, and at the if you were horde or alliance, it depended. But there was a panda that that led you from place to place, and there was this voiced dialogue that kind of just it, it told a better story. I guess it was just it was just really interesting. With Cataclysm, that was the first time they really changed uh, the world of Azeroth. Like there were a lot of changes. Uh, visible yeah, I remember to when all the Stormwind was like burned up and stuff. That was right. Awesome. Well, a Thousand Needles went went from being desolate to full of water, mm. and then you know, I mean, it just it changed a lot of the regions. The wetlands went from being, uh, you know, kind of swampy in some areas to like covered in water in a couple areas. And so, yeah, it was just it was it was good. It definitely was good. And in hindsight, it was probably better than I remembered at the time. Uh, by far, those are the four best expansions uh, that have come out, so for sure. Um, number three, and I'm quite surprised that this is higher than every World of Warcraft uh, expansion, is Guild Wars 2. Now, I've played it and you yeah. haven't, and I will say, Guild Wars 2 is a very different looking game. And its powers and everything look very unusual and it plays unusually compared to like maybe some of the other MMOs on this list. It is a good game, but it is not. And I'm going to say it right now. It is not better than world of Warcraft in any yeah. way, shape or form. Like guild Wars two is a great game from a great studio. It's not better than world of Warcraft. I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know who <laughs> has voted that, but that's a bit disgusting. <laughs> 
The same people every day go in and vote. They must do. They must do. Now, number two is vanilla World of Warcraft. And I think that's fair. Like, when World of Warcraft came out, everyone went insane. People got addicted. Like, it was absolutely crazy. But I do think that World of Warcraft deserves to be number one. And the fact that City of Heroes is number one... The number one MMO of all time. Now listen, it's it's my number one. And so I'm obsessed to see a list that has City of Heroes as number one. I feel like that's why you strategically selected today. I did today. not. I know I did not. I didn't even vote. I, I haven't placed my votes. This is all voted by other people, not me. Um, City of Heroes Going Rogue, I believe that was the expansion when City of Villains actually like launched, if I remember correctly. But my memory is so um, so vague. Listen, it was it was a great expansion. It was a great game. It was much more beautiful than World of Warcraft um, at the time. Um, but World of Warcraft is a bigger and more important game by far. City of Heroes had a very small and loyal following. I'm one of them. Um, but in comparison, you cannot compete with 11 million players. Like, that's just so much more. It's so much more impactful in every way. And City of Heroes they they i believe well not only are they not playable today so that's i think a pretty huge problem um the servers are down you can they've resurrected the servers privately like some organization has done it and you can play it now but it's not the original and the updates like it's not going to be updated and stuff and like i don't know i did go back and play it um a year or so ago and it just made me sad so um like, it, it, it just doesn't feel the same, like, when the community was alive. It was, like, going through a ghost town. I got actually legit depressed for a while. Um, Did you really? Yeah, it was pretty sad, like, um, but World of Warcraft um, is still very much alive and well, creating expansions, one that's going to come out very soon, that people are hyped about with, like, demon horns, and people are obsessed with it, and it is still a very good game. I don't have yeah. the time to play MMOs anymore. I really can't get involved in that, but, um, you know... Uh, for the brief time that I played World of Warcraft, like it is a great game, and I think that it deserves to be number one because it is at least still something that is beloved, playable, regularly updated, has millions of people that still play it. I mean, Save Heroes right. is dead, and I think at the very least, it should be number two. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I I think it's it does it deserves to be in the top ten, just like I think. Uh... Star Wars, the old Republic does. I just, you know, I just hope in the future that they stop looking at, and I know that they won't, but just, you know, I hope the developers hear me out. They stop looking at games as let's be the Warcraft killer, you know, the world of Warcraft killer, or let's be the next big, instead of just making a a really good experience. It's, it's why I felt like Wildstar was such a tragic story too, was because you had somebody who were people who were really passionate about it, trying to do something that was very different, different than anything else that was out there. And it just never really picked up steam. And, and that ends up killing ideas like that in the future. Yeah. You know, people just don't end up venturing out and trying something new because these other things really always seem to work. So let's iterate on that. Um, just make a good experience and something I think will eventually stick. I, I hope that's the case that they go forward. The Star Wars: The Old Republic is still a good game. It's still viable, you know. Uh, and and for those that are out there, if you want to play them, uh, you know, a lot of these are still available. Mm-hmm. Some of them are free to play. So 
I do wish that perhaps like? they hadn't have put all the expansions on here. So I'm just going to throw my final thoughts up because I'm sure people are um, tired of hearing us talk at this point. Um, so final <laughs> thoughts wise, there I do wish that they had just junked it by title. And I know as we do these lists, I say this a lot. So World of Warcraft takes up five spots on this list. And because of it, I think that we don't see the Matrix online, which at the time was oh, a yeah. very poignant and um powerful game doing quite different things in comparison like first off you had guns which was very unusual generally like most of these games you don't have guns because they're fantasy so like you know it had the bullet time stuff it had social things like emotes were much more popular in that game than they were in some of these other games at the time so it's weird to not see that because it was a bit of a cultural phenomenon blip at the time right. um so I think maybe if some of these games didn't have so many bloody places, like things would be maybe a little bit more accurate. That That's the one game right. that I think should be on this list that I'm not seeing for me personally. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one. I agree with you. I think that one belongs on yours. Well, excellent. Well, that wraps up this week's discussion. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site like to add to this discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us at retrorebel at If you like what you hear, head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. And rate us because that really helps our show. 